0: Welcome to Stories of Hope, I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week I bring you stories of education, inspiration, and my one big word of all is to give hope. Today I want to acknowledge my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your creative global agency located here in downtown Chandler. And today my guest is Rome Coulter. He's a kidney recipient six-year dialysis patient, and a recent recipient of a kidney transplant. In May of 2015, he was diagnosed with stage four kidney failure. Due to poor lifestyle choices and a lack of information, his kidneys failed a year later. And that is why we have you here, because you get to educate us. Please help me welcome our guest today, jazz room welcome
1: uh hey i'm so happy to be here
0: (laughs) we met in in, in a very short time frame but enough to where i said i want to know more about you because i want to know more about the story you have to share for the rest of the world
1: i'm always excited to just share with the world my journey it's been so amazing Mm -hmm. um and that's what's important is like getting our stories out there because they can really like help change people's lives and You know, even when my story started, I wasn't even really ready. I didn't really understand the power it would have on people. And uh, you just never know until you get the information out there. And, you know, I'm two years into being an advocate. I'm traveling across the nation, telling comedy and, you know, kidney patients reach out to me every day and it's just so, such an amazing, beautiful thing and I never really expected any of this.
0: So we're gonna go to the very beginning of this since you didn't <laughs> expect it, and I can't say we all really expect anything that's gonna happen in our lives that change us to where we sit in front of other people and ask questions or give information like you're going to give. You were diagnosed May of 2015. Where did this come from? What was going on that you found out that you had this going on?
1: (laughs) It's so funny because it was interesting how it started and I never really get to get down to the real nitty gritty. And now you do. But it actually started with a number seven jalapeno bacon burger.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right, now I need to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, i going to draw you in. like Well, how number is my
0: favorite number, so now I really need to know. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: it, it was so good. Like, I say, overall, it was worth it, because, I mean, it got me here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. I actually ate it, and it was just crazy. I was having these heart permutations, and at the time, I was working out in oil and gas, and if you don't know a lot about that, like, we worked you know, 80 to 108 hours a week. Wow. Usually, my favorite thing to do, and I'm so glad I don't work for them anymore, is to go find a tree out in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, take some naps. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I was just kinda out there one day, and my heart just started racing really hard, and I was like, all right, this can't be anything. And so I actually went home that night, and I was like, you know, I need a good night of rest. And so I woke up the next day, and it was just still beating so hard. And I was like, you know, what is going on? And so I went to the hospital and it was funny. Uh, I was telling them about the, what happened and you know, what was kind of going on. And the first thing they did was like, take my blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And I remember exactly like the day. So like they put it on this arm and my blood pressure was like 86 over 90, which is really low. Absolutely. And then they put it on this arm and it was 234 over 136. Oh my gosh. Yeah, insane, and it was crazy because they were just getting ready to let me go. It's like you're good, you know, you got a little high blood pressure, blah blah blah, and they was getting ready to just charge me, and then like the doctor ran in the room. He was like, "Wait, wait, 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 we need to try one more thing." Mm-hmm. And so that day they biopsied my kidney, and they told me that I had I'm in stage four kidney failure. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank goodness for that burger.
1: I know, right? <laughs> it was. They say it's not so nutritious, didn't. but like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, but it gave a lot of information. Yeah, it did. So you never felt anything up to this point until Nothing. that moment.
1: It was kind of crazy actually, because you, you know how you go things in life and then you have time to like just really reflect. Uh, over the six years I was on dialysis, was just a lot of time to reflect in that chair. Like, man, how can that happen? How could I not have known? and I was showing signs when I was playing college football. I ended up going to Northeastern Oklahoma and then transferring to Oklahoma State later. And you know, as an Oklahoman, like that's your dream because pretty much you play for a state school, like you're achieving your great football dream because it's so small out there, you just, you know, everybody know you. And so I'm pretty well known back home. And uh, my first year was like pretty good and I was getting ready to transfer over, but I was just like really struggling, you know? And it was like I never played football in my life. And I was really good, I got a scholarship playing one year out of high school, you know? And uh, it was just crazy. I always compared to Space Jam, like how they just took all (laughs) that energy and put it into the ball. I felt like somebody snatched mine. (laughs) And so, unfortunately, when I got to OSU, I had to go ahead and give up football at the time. But as a poor college student, we always had that side hustle, you know? It was giving plasma.
0: You hit that 50
1: bucks every week, sure. and they were telling me... Um, you couldn't
0: do it anymore.
1: Yeah, they were like, hey, you got protein in your urine, and I never knew what that was. I was, you know, 240 with almost 600-pound bench. Like, I was a huge guy, and I was like, eh, you know, it's just all the protein powder I'm taking, and so I never looked in it, but mm. who would have known, you know?
0: That's why they say, pay attention to your body. It has a message. Denial does not have a message. It oh, just yeah, causes denial. more problems. So, six years of dialysis. Mm-hmm. Give me a day in dialysis.
1: Oh, man. I guess I should start out with the first day. Okay. <laughs> I remember I was in the hospital because it took a year for it to fail. The following year, I ended up going back to the hospital. Given I wasn't doing all the correct things, I was still. Drinking, partying very much.
0: Hold on. So you thought you were invincible. You're oh, gonna yeah. do dialysis and steal your old habits.
1: Yeah, that was one point. I was uh-huh. traveling every week, <laughs> even went to Mexico. Just like I'm gonna live my life. Uh
0: uh-huh. Well, you were. I'm not worried
1: about this, <laughs> but the whole time my body was just degenerating. I kept seeing the signs. I was ignoring it. I wasn't taking my meds mm-hmm. or seeing a doctor. And so when they failed, it was just I didn't I didn't even know what dialysis was. I thought it was just a word.
0: So describe what failed means. What is that doing with your body?
1: Um, like the symptoms or mm-hmm. just kinda?
0: Because I have functioning, so I don't know what it would mean to fail.
1: Um, well, f- failing just kinda means that, you know, there's more protein spilling, cause that's like one of the biggest signs of kidney disease. Okay. And I was having, I wasn't able to sleep a lot, I was urinating a lot more, like every 30 minutes it was keeping me up at night. Um, a lot of fatigue, a lot of vomiting. Oh, wow. Uh, just pretty kind of horrific, you know? And
0: this is the whole time you thought you were still gonna do this other stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> turn <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. Not 2022 age Jazz Room, no, like. No. <laughs> no, so go
0: back onto your journey as the,
1: okay, the dialysis. Okay, so my first day I walk into this clinic and the first thing you notice is like, everybody is really old. <laughs>
0: oh yeah,
1: and so I was the youngest person in my clinic and we're talking about 80s, 90s and it was just like the first day, like this is my experience. I walk in, I sit in my chair, they have a signed seat for you and I'm looking to my left and there's this guy and for y'all that want to know this, dialysis will not get you out of control, but there was a guy in an orange jumpsuit that had just like, he was in Oklahoma County jail and they would like take him every day <laughs> to dialysis and then take him back to jail. So don't wow. think if you go to jail, it's gonna get you out. But, uh, wow. wow, and so to the right of me, there was this old man and I just don't even know, like he just died.
0: Were you scared?
1: Oh yeah, I was freaked out. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but you really don't have a choice cause it's the only thing keeping you alive I mean, it was crazy how I was kind of devaluing my life, Mm -hmm. but yet I still wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of went like that for six years, multiple hospitalizations. Uh, At some point I had a collapsed lung. Uh, One week, because I was still drinking so much, I would basically just go in by Friday, drink all weekend, be in the hospital by Monday. And it was a routine.
0: I've seen this I don't want to say behavior or habit, but I guess we could use both words. Yeah. Was this part of your denial of what you were going through, the way that you were trying to cope with what you were going through, or just being an age and just saying, I'm still invincible, I'll still do this and still have my habits?
1: Yeah, I think it was kind of a, I kind of felt more like I was invincible and like I wasn't going to let this kind of stop me from living. Okay. And so I just kept with it, but you know, it's also like part of addiction too. You just kind of like never realize how something is affecting you until you know it's kind of like almost too late.
0: So you talked about your first day in dialysis and you talked about being the youngest. Mm-hmm. As we know, illness has no discrimination, it doesn't, and neither does death, right? Not, there's no discrimination on anything. So you got a room full of individuals that you'd never met, Mm -hmm. and you saw the scenarios, and you would go in there how many days a week?
1: Uh, Three times a week, four and a half hours a day.
0: So when did the reality hit you that you needed to change and that this was what you have to do?
1: Well, 2018 was a really rough year. Um, (laughs) You know, it's crazy. They say like death comes in threes, Mm -hmm. and it really happened that year because Uh, The beginning, I lost my cousin due due to a motorcycle wreck, and that was in February. And then in August, I lost my best friend West, Mm. and it was like a crazy freak accident in the canal downtown. It's like real big Oklahoma City news, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I lost my twin brother.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, and he was uh, fatally shot, ironically, by my cousin.
0: Well, I didn't mean for this interview to go that direction, but it is a part of our life, and I am sorry to hear of all those losses. That was part of the awakening that you had as far as what you needed to choose for you and your future?
1: Yeah, it's weird. After having so much death in my life, you kind of like gain more value for it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it really just kind of helps me to find my purpose because I lost my brother that day, and I always tell people like, if you really want to know the truth, look back at my Facebook or look back at my Instagram, you'll see that not in one photo I ever smiled that whole time. Mm. And then when my brother died, his smile always lit up the room. And so I wanted to be an outlet for that. And so I told myself in every situation, I would smile every day. So his death gave me that gift.
0: I like that. And it
1: helped me find like true happiness. And I can't say that's the real defining moment. It's the next part. Okay. I had a friend, uh, his name is Bob and he just approached me when I was drinking and doing all this stuff and he was like, look, you're killing yourself. And I just never had somebody show me so much love and he was like, I'll quit drinking with you.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And so he did it with me for like three months and then it's just like after that it was just in the past and I can never be like so grateful for that. But you know, they say huge events just like create transitions in your life. And so I'm grateful for all of them and so I've been almost four and a half years sober.
0: Good for you, good uh, for see, you. See, look, we're
1: winning, like we're sad, but we're winning. <laughs> That's how I do it. Hey I do hey. my comedy, I'm like, oh, you are gonna be really <laughs> sad and then I'm gonna make you laugh.
0: But I warned you that this could go through some emotions <laughs> and share them all because this is what we do. It's the reality of our lives. And if people feel that we're always smiling yeah. and that we're hurting inside, we're like, well, then you're not being real, right? Exactly. Just like the conversation, it's organic because it's supposed to be. So thank you. And you talked about the different journey of it. Now, we know that stage four is not a good stage to be in. Mm -hmm. And dialysis. Now you're on a waiting list. A long waiting list, I'm sure. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Tell us more.
1: Uh, Man, it's really... I'm going to tell you, like, these waiting lists are not for the week at all. Like, you have to be so disciplined because they'll get on you about anything. And the truth is, I was on two-list before I got this transplant so I, I got kicked off a of two-list.
0: Y- wait you got kicked off?
1: Yes. I was Is it very
0: th- strict?
1: Yes it's very strict but it, it makes sense like once everything comes together. Okay. I mean the first time they kind of knew my habits uh, dealing with the drugs and the alcohol mm. and so you know you kind of have this like stamp on you so when you come mm-hmm. in they're like you know, we're watching you.
0: (laughs) Your past is actually going to follow you. Yeah, yeah, and so,
1: which is obviously like the best gift because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they have to challenge you to be a better you. And that's why I think like it was also a part of my growth Mm -hmm. because like the, if you pay attention to me now, like I'm a real clean, more organized person than I was in the past. I was really dirty, didn't really care about a lot of my hygiene and stuff. And that was was like actually funny while I was talking about this morning, I was like, you know, I ain't really cut up today. (laughs) And I don't, you know, I ain't really feeling it cause I'm, you know, (laughs) so
0: like, it's just a part of that that. growth. I do, thank you.
1: And um, man, like getting kicked off those lists, it was hard cause Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm never gonna get off dialysis. I never thought I was gonna be on dialysis for six years. Like that is crazy to
0: me. That, this is called Stories of Hope and you just had six years of hope. Yeah and didn't realize the challenge of what hope was going to be and so you were the recipient. So tell me about the day you were um, given the notice that uh, you had a donor and you were going to be having a new kidney. How'd that feel? Um,
1: Honestly, (laughs) there's just so much to this story. It's just insane. So honestly, like it was so rewarding and, um it was actually last year where I got listed and I was like kind of freaking out because I didn't really like have a caregiver in line. I didn't know what was going to happen. I signed up for this list. I moved out to Arizona, didn't really have a close friend group, but you know, he always make it work out somehow. I and agree. So, uh, being the first time I was excited because it was the first time I ever got listed, you know, and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so close. I want this. I want this. And, uh, it was crazy because I was proud of myself because they take our labs and I call them report cards and they can tell everything you do because it's about well, your water weight, your potassium, your phosphorus, your calcium, like all labs levels.
0: Stuff you never knew about until you went through this process.
1: Oh yeah, like I tell people <laughs> now like, you know, I could be a doctor too. I got my CKDD, <laughs> my chronic kidney disease degree. <laughs> so I should just be in here treating patients because I know mm, so much now. And yeah. now
0: you're an advocate. Yeah, and now good I'm an advocate. For you.
1: And uh, it was just amazing, but ironically enough, the first time they called me, I got that call February uh, 5th of this year, and I turned it down. What? Yes.
0: What? You can turn it down? Yeah. You're on a list for hope to get a kidney. There are mm-hmm. people that, wherever they're coming from, and you turned it down. Yep. Please explain, because I've never heard that before. I'm so glad I
1: get to like, kind of share this part, you know, me my too. insight because. There's a lot of judgment now, and there still is, but in my heart, I felt like I made the right decision. Okay. Because uh, you know, I was doing comedy, and I was at this platform where like it was really about the turn. I was in this transition of like I don't know if you kind of looked it up, but I was I went to the George Lopez golf tournament, got to meet him, hung out with his people, got to advocate for kidney disease. Um, that guy is like Santa Claus, by the way. Um, (laughs)
0: He's on my list to meet then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you
1: should. Get him in here. (laughs) And then also, uh, I had the unique opportunity to um, go to Orlando, Florida, and be able to do comedy at Disney World for this foundation called Nefcure International that I'm working with. Okay. And so they were flying me out there, and then my original, uh, where it started with the first foundation that are dear to my heart, One and Nine, which they're located here in Phoenix. And you know, I was like, all right, so if I take this kidney now, like, and I knew in my heart, I was like, God I got this plan with me, it'll come at the perfect time. And so when I turned it down, I was like, look, I gotta fulfill this first. This is just way bigger and greater than me. And honestly, I have no regrets. I went and I performed you know, all March, got to go out there to LA, got to do Orlando, uh, touched so many people's lives, be able to spoke and you know, my comedy grew and I felt like it was worth it. And then when the time came, uh, <laughs> towards this, the end of June.
0: But this whole time you're needing a kidney, you mm-hmm. turned it down, had these great opportunities, mind you. Mm-hmm. Was there any time that you thought, this might be it? I might not wake up one day because the kidney said, you're done.
1: You know what's funny? Because
0: you were definitely thin and running on... Um, Fumes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but definitely yeah. you, were, you were pushing it. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I was living on the edge for sure, Mm -hmm. but it was crazy. The only thing that kind of went through my mind was like, okay, if this kills me now, at least I have like my purpose out there. Mm -hmm. And I I was ready to accept, honestly, I was just ready to accept. I was like, you know what, if I have to deal with kidney disease for the rest of my life to, you know, get this cause out there to be an advocate, to be a light for people, then it's worth it. I will suffer that term and still do comedy until I die, you know.
0: Very nice. So when did you actually accept the next one?
1: Uh, it was actually the end towards the May. They relisted me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was so crazy. I remember waiting on a phone call and I was mad because they would call me like, oh yeah, this is the Mayo Clinic. Oh No, sir, we were just checking on
0: you. I'm like, don't call me unless it's a kid. <laughs> but <so> you turned <laughs> down the last one, so they didn't think you're gonna be serious on the second yeah, time, right? so I Which don't know. I suspect know. Them. I suspect
1: <laughs> them, right? And, you know, the call came, uh, I think June 28th. I'm, I'm gonna mix up my dates That's here. That's okay. But I remember the exact date I got the surgery, which is July 3rd this year. This year. Yeah, and so I know it only took like two days, I bet. And like, I was on a surgery July 3rd, getting the kidney put in me. But it was like a four week wait. And so there's all the of anxiety, like, you know, who's calling my phone, you gotta wake up. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so funny. Cause when i got the call i actually missed it you missed it yeah i missed the call and i was like three four in the morning <laughs> and i was tired and um i heard this knock on a door and my phone's on silent i always put it on do not disturb and let me tell you i'm hearing this knock on a door and it's three early 3 in the morning i open the door and there's like six cops on my porch
0: oh a welfare check oh yeah because you were on that list Yeah. Oh.
1: Exactly. Wow. As a black man, you see like six white cops. Oh no. Yeah, I'm going there. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was going to run out the back door.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to laugh, but.
1: (laughs) No, you should. (laughs) I, we're getting real here, right? We are very nervous. real right look, now, thank nervous. you. I was nervous. Okay. That, that was the whole point of that. I was, like, okay. I was nervous. Okay. I didn't know what was going on because I haven't talked to the kidney people and I know they were gonna call the cops. Uh-huh. And they were just like, no, 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 look, we're not here for you, Jess. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> that's what they said, this is real. they were like, no, 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 <laughs> we're not here for you. The Kidney Foundation's been trying to call you. And I was like, what? And so I went and called them and uh, you know, went into surgery.
0: This would to make for a great joke in your comedy line, just so you know, It just oh, yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> 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 okay, so you got the kidney obviously and nothing else took place. Good right here. Good. So do you know who your donor is?
1: Um, no, but I was able to write them a letter and it's actually crazy and I definitely feel for you know, you and your situation because dealing with my brother's death, it's like in past years I'll be honest, like I didn't really understand it because I wasn't this person I am now. And um, this year when he died on his death date, I cried, I cried the whole day. And that letter sat on, I was like, man, I don't really know what to say. And so that letter sat on my desk dresser for three months. And so like, when I, I finally picked it up and I just started writing, I writing that letter and I was crying and I poured my heart into it. And I just remember the last, last line and It's just something I go by. I was like, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm grateful for the pain
0: and always will be. Wow, oh, that was a powerful statement. Yeah. That one hit me. <laughs> that hit me. Because I have loss, too. And oh, we know. death does change you. Everyone is going to die. No one's gonna escape the feeling of loss. It's just a matter of when and how. And so for me, is death changed me, but life also made me realize how precious and valuable it is.
1: Exactly. So what you
0: just said was like, boom, hit me in the heart. <laughs> Got it.
1: It's just uh, we we can't really understand the value of just something until it's gone, right?
0: And here's the thing too, because now when you you've disclosed that your donor was someone that had passed away, mm-hmm. and that's not always the case. When there's a um, you know there was they say uh, sh- uh, share your spare, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that the recipients are given the history as to where the kidney comes from. That's kind of why I ask. Sometimes it's a closed. You don't need to know. You got it, move on with your life. And then there's people that want you to know because now you just did something for that family that they know that that's going on. And, and I can share this for just a moment because I felt that it just hit me again. My daughter passed away. Her heart is in the chest of a woman who got a second chance at being a single mom.
1: That's amazing, I haven't heard and that. And not
0: many people know that, but I felt that since we're doing that right now, it was meant for me to say that. So I do understand that and thank you for being that person that wrote that letter to that family. I got to cry see, I told you these emotions are gonna go up and down. <laughs> but that's what it's about. That's why sharing our stories helps other people through their own journey as they exist or help someone who's not here anymore.
1: See, I'm like in a little quick banter this morning because that's why I like brought this little thing in I was gonna tell you about. It.
0: <laughs> you so, almost <laughs> didn't come in, I know. I so I'm you. so glad you yeah, did.
1: I was not, look, my mom, she died last week. Um, I had surgery on my arm to remove two cysts, or two, uh, sorry, aneurysms that come from dialysis. And there was a third one in there that they found that was not long, and So they removed that. And so I've had a pretty tough week. And then this morning, I actually got into a hit and run. And when, she, when you texted me, I was just like, man, I don't know if I can do this today. Like my head's everywhere. And then i start really like analyzing your text. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna use this. And so like, this is the police report and it says hit and run on this <laughs> like, oh, no, it. So i no, wasn't. I had to bring it in for proof, you know? <laughs>
0: kind of like a doctor's note. I wasn't gonna be here because I needed to go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, it's no. my doctor's <laughs>
1: note. So it, it really happened and I was just, I wanna thank you glad. for empowering me so I could come here and be here today.
0: I think we both empowered each other because we don't always know what's going on in someone's life and we feel that we can give a little bit of an insight and not everyone's going to give you their insight. Like I always tell people, just because someone asks you a question does not mean you have to answer it. Just like if you can't do something, you don't have to tell somebody why. So thank you. It, it kind of, it goes both ways because I don't know. So thank you.
1: No, thank you. It's like- so excited to be here. So it's
0: there's a couple things before I get to my final question. Okay. Obviously there's been emotions and comedy going on here. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your comedy.
1: Um, long story short, uh, came out here to do comedy because COVID was like slim. My sister was like, you should do comedy. And I came out here my first day, I accidentally booked on a show. Don't post to do that, Post to go to open mic, didn't know that. Went on a show, told one joke about <laughs> this guy coming in, looking at my arm, and I was like, wait, bro, I got the disease. He's like, what
0: disease?
1: Because I had these two lumps on my arm, you know? So he was freaking out, and I thought it was so funny. I was like, let me go try this on stage. And so I told that one joke, and then I ran off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, this lady comes up to me, and she's like, hey, keep it going. You got, you got something here. Mm. And so here I am, you know, uh, almost two years later doing comedy, traveling around the world officially. I'll be doing my Europe tour next year and then going down to Kenya to work with another uh, kidney foundation. I work for about six of them now, hopping around America, you know, spreading this good word and-
0: Nice. I
1: would definitely wow. like to thank that woman.
0: <laughs> nice. What is your brother's name?
1: Uh, Jazzman Coulter. Jazz man and Jazz Rome.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Ginger and
1: Butter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I always, it's a stickler of mine that when we have our loved ones passed, we're the ones that live with that every day. And people come at that time, obviously, you know, to pay their respects and be the support. But then there's a time frame where they go on with their lives, but we still have them to remember. Exactly. And so, my stickler is to always share that person's name. So, that's why I asked you. Thank you. Absolutely. Now my final question. Wait, actually, do you have a website or a, a uh, location, uh, your Instagram? Here's where you get to give more information that we may not have on the screen as I to really, find you.
1: Um, just welcome you to follow me and my journey. Uh, I just wanna change the world with my comedy with kidney disease. I know I will. Um, just follow me at Instagram, AJ underscore 2 or AJCoulterComedy.com. Um, and yes, I know it's confusing. I'm um, going through this whole identity thing. I went, did AJ for years, and now I'm finally accepting me for who I am and going by my real name, Chaz Rome.
0: Been there, done that, good yeah. for you. Welcome to who you are. You. <laughs> um, is there anything I did not ask that you want to share that maybe I forgot or wouldn't have thought because I just only know this side of it?
1: Um, I don't know, I guess like a lot of people say that, you know, you're strong and you're powerful and you're gonna keep pushing. But I think really in life, we really only have two choices, right? You either lay down or keep going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, my best message to you is just keep going because you never know how it's gonna pay off.
0: mm look at Richard. you, you denied a kidney and then you got to go there. Now you're going everywhere. So yeah, you just don't know.
1: <laughs> exactly, I like Fuck. how you did that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do, I really, really do. I'm a changed person after every single interview, and I'm always that person watching people. Have you ever sat in the DMV and just watched people? Yeah. I'm like, what's their story? What's their story? I wanna hear your story. And so I sit here and I get to hear the stories, so thank you, because I think our introduction was like three minutes. (laughs) It was three minutes enough to say, can I book you on my show? (laughs) And here you are. Okay, so my final question is this. Ready? Mm -hmm. What, so if I, and I say this every time, if if this was the only question that I was ever to ask anybody to have my own idea of what type of person they were, because they always say you have seven seconds to make a first impression, you better make a really good one in three (laughs) seconds, forget the seven. (laughs) What message would you like to leave based on your journey?
1: I would say, always smile and just give what you got, you know? Mm.
0: Sometimes we don't have a lot to give, but a smile is a great accessory, right?
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: (laughs) I wear mine every day. I was told as a kid I had too big of a smile, and then I grew into my name and my smile, and I'm good with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you are a very beautiful (laughs) smile.
0: So I smile, it brings in a lot of things, and it makes you feel good too.
1: Exactly, it changes your energy.
0: It does change your energy. Thank you for... Giving me your time, sharing your journey, and I wish you the best of luck in in your future and your new identity and your comedy. (laughs) And your new kidney.
1: I know. Her name is Sheila.
0: Oh, I was going to ask if there was a name, so there we are.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Sheila's the name of my car.
0: (laughs) 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 Only a comedian is going to say that. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I want to say thank you to my studio sponsor, the Motivated Mind Group, your creative global agency located here in downtown Chandler. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story, or you're a nonprofit that's making a difference in your community, please email me to the address of stories at ChristineHotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.